When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi everybody, Russell Roy Evans there, and I hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon, so you may have any time of the new content on. As always, we'd like to thank our channel sponsors, Untuck It, and also I'd like to thank everyone, really, because uh, woo, 10,000 subscribers, fantastic. So oh, thank you so much. There we go. And Abe looks lovely in that little thing. Maybe we'll kick this on for the whole thing. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was laughing because Abe took the biggest drag of a cigarette I've ever seen in my life before we started. Lies. It was like... Lies. It's all lies. I sound like Donald Trump. As always, as I said, we always get loads of loads of guests across uh, lots of different places and lots of different people. Today we're talking to Abe, and you can see he's, he's I'm talking very, very quickly until that book falls over because Abe's been positioning his bills with the book really, really sort of gently. And he's, he can't move. He's not, if he moves, that book's going to fall down. So that's that's our game for the rest of the day, if we can keep that there. Um, but Abe, and, I mean, you've seen plenty of stuff about Bill and Abe's book, uh, Bill Gardner, the man, the myth, the legend, which is doing really well sales-wise, isn't it? Doing all right, mate? It is doing really, really well. And um, I, I just want to thank everyone that has, um, you know, put their hard-earned cash into buying the book um we've sold in wow we've sold in the states germany italy spain france the uk obviously uh canada and japan wow so um that i didn't envisage no so um obviously you know um it struck the call with with quite a few people yeah and that's and that's a good point actually because it's i mean when i started before we started i was talking about like me just starting the channel and things like that a few months ago that's something i didn't really think about was sort of the global appeal of our of, of our club uh, and just how many fans we've got all the way around the world it's mental we've had i mean we've had we've had uh we had we've had, we've had yeah, japanese we've had indian we've had fans we've had obviously scandinavian hammers loads of in america australia it's mental isn't it it's mental yeah. Yeah, well, we had to, um, a bloke ordered a second one yesterday. He lives in Norway. 
Brilliant. So we've had to, and he wanted to sign one, another, another signed one for his mate. So yeah. Bill, um, and he was very good. He emailed me and he uh, he actually wrote down because he wanted to build, he wanted Bill to write the message in Norwegian. <laughs> um, and, I, and I said, look, mate, you're going to have to email that, you know. Yeah. So I made sure I just forwarded the email, didn't do anything. But no, I mean, I think, you know, obviously the power of social media. Sure. Um, obviously, the power of, of the internet is something that perhaps people who have written a book about West Ham or, or anyone um, didn't really have the chance to promote on such a global scale mm. so easily. And, um, you know, that, that's a good thing. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm not, I, I'll be honest, I'm not a social media addict, so I, I, I can live without it. Yeah. Um, but having said that, and doing this and getting on Facebook and speaking to other West Ham fans and all that, because um, you know I've started to enter chats about you know I mean I'm, I'm you know Bunter bless him who's who, who's um, done a fan chat fantastic chapter for the book. There's a book here by the way. I don't know if you noticed it, um, <laughs> but it's um, Bunter started a thread yesterday about last night's game, and and, yeah. and you find yourself you know. Get, getting into it mm. Mm. well but, i mean as you said as you said now you know we just we were just laughing before we started you switch your lecture off and stuff at the moment that's the only way we guys are going to communicate in it and, and so well you know, yeah yeah absolutely and um you know you do feel for people that don't necessarily have the technology uh, you do feel for people who were maybe um born in an era that means they can't really embrace the technology mm. um as much as they can i mean yeah. but but you know um it's it's it is what is keeping people together yeah i mean that and old-fashioned dog and bone you know so um indeed you know as my mate dave anis knows uh very very well and his lovely girlfriend um his name i've forgotten Alison. oh no no Alison. so yeah <laughs> yeah and that's the thing i mean uh, it is it's, it's sometimes yeah you're right with all social media and stuff obviously i'm quite in, i'm sort of into it quite a little bit and but yeah sometimes just pick up the phone having a chat it's, it's, it's a lot of, lot, of, lot of text messages and it a lot of text messages a lot of emails a lot of uh facebook tweets or whatever you know it's uh something about picking up the phone and having a chat particularly now in this weird world we live in at the moment absolutely right absolutely right and it's you know it's it's quite ironic for me because before lockdown uh, i had i had had um two ankle ligament reconstruction sure features one on each ankle so um, first one 2008 second one 2019 that meant i you know my lockdown started in 2018 really mm -hmm. because physio the moon boot you know the, the hospital boot and that mm -hmm. crutches and whatnot um, so you're not at liberty to kind of do what you normally do. Yeah. And the people I was phoning then are, are the people that are now phoning me, because it's yeah. you know it's 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 gone 180, and um, so I haven't really noticed a great deal of change apart from going to West Ham. I haven't really, I and you know not not seen the old man for a while, but yeah, yeah. Um, 
like you say, crazy times, crazy. Times. It is, it is, and 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 obviously the, the the book kept you kept you busy and promoting the book and stuff as well, hasn't it? It's kept you busy. So apart from that, everything else all right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 doing as well as anyone else, really. Yeah. I guess, like you say, I'm quite fortunate in that I've got this um, this book um, that was, you know, really quite a task to to, to both undertake and and sure. get done and um but you know i was cleaning out some stuff yesterday because you know my office does look like you know the bum squad have been around yeah but um and i was tidying up yesterday and i'm finding bits of lots of bits of paper and notes and you know must call Carlton and must you know must do this and deadline this and publisher that and i was getting yeah i was, I was welling up i'll be honest with you. <laughs> but yeah it's it, you know and then you don't realize that it it then you then need to go on to the next stage which is pr and marketing mm. and um i'm fortunate in the backgrounds i've got i'm you know i'm a journalist by trade but i have worked in pr um not really worked in marketing but pr and marketing are very much kind of yeah closely aligned so it's been yeah um i've been i guess more fortunate than than sure. a lot of other people but um i just hope everyone's keeping it together it's not easy yeah. and and um you know let's not pretend it's easy and if you think you're on your own you're not no totally yeah totally we do we do like a, a lunchtime show like every lunchtime like monday to friday or most most days we can for, for that exact reason you know particularly working from home um if people are fortunate enough to obviously still not be on furlough and working from home or even if they're on furlough they can't go anywhere in there so at least then uh, we sort of come on for half an hour or so a bit of silliness a bit of routine as well in it because it's like you yeah. could easily yeah. i mean as a journalist yourself you know it's like a journalist or whatever you know you could easily like just get your head in, a, in an article or or, or, or for me in, you know my, my day job you know writing proposals and stuff and you look up and it's like five o'clock you haven't had nothing to eat you haven't had anything to drink and yeah. exactly and it's like it's just so we, we try so it's so i do the lunchtime shows just for my own benefit to be honest so i, I know i can have a lunch break yeah, like, yeah. yeah it's something to do so that's why i started doing this channel something to do you know what i mean well i've had enough of watching tiger really? king or anything like that there's only so much netflix you can watch i think it is i'm getting to the point now with netflix that there's nothing that i'm like oh seen it seen it seen it and it's like i could never believe that like you know a year ago i could get onto netflix and think there's nothing to watch on netflix it's yeah amazing. yeah although i would recommend uh the trial of the chicago seven yes that's on my to watch because it, i because it's like you know and I, I like to i love a true crime thing i like like true you know like that's why i like things like tiger king and stuff you know it's a little bit i like those little true kind there's loads of netflix and it's all sort of, yeah that trial of the chicago seven as well there's another one called night stalker i haven't seen which has just been released on which looks quite good as well so. I'm, I'm, I'm check that out. yeah i think it's just kind of a six-part series or something like that it looks like but it's quite good um and, and obviously west ham are keeping us entertained aren't they abe I don't, yeah, I mean, um, I can't believe I'm <laughs> saying these words, in all honesty, but no. I'm really, really happy. Um, yeah, I know. We beat West Brom 2-1 last night, uh, so this is when this is being recorded. Yep. And as usual, I've got a sloppy glow on, um, a sloppy smile 
day after we've won. It's it's um, it's a 180 from when we get beat the next day. Um, but yeah, don't bother talking to me. Um, but but no, I mean, you've got to give Moyes credit, I think. Uh, and, I, and I think slowly but surely, um, that the you know the fans are. Mm. I think his I think his problem is is um, I think well, not really a problem, but he's because there is such a groundswell of discontent with the owners. Sure. And it's the owners that brought him in. And I understand. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think he's I, I think he's tainted with that. Mm. Uh, as well as well as you know concerns about the start of football but the thing is winning football is winning football yeah and yeah let's be honest how many times this year if we sick or we would have lost that two three years ago yeah oh totally absolutely yeah pretty all down to, to draw against first that's what club that's what clubs do to us yeah it's so true like, uh what was it west brom and wimbledon yeah, no, yeah west brom and wimbledon yeah yeah and that's the thing and that's the thing about West Ham. You're right. It's like I've got a lot of games recently, I think over the Christmas period. You you know, it's like I think obviously that Stockport game, we would have lost that. Yeah. We would have lost that. No problem. Two yeah. years, maybe three years ago. Yeah. Brighton, when we were two we got the point, the two all draw. Yeah. You know, and, and we never we I don't remember ever winning ugly. Sorry, Karen, mate, you were saying. So I know, I mean a lot of people thought that was a bad a bad draw you know mm. we should like more but you know it's it's, it's not you know you're gonna have slip ups like that mm. Mm. And, and and this year is a, a weird year i mean i keep yeah. texting I'm, I'm part of a whatsapp program but um probably more lower um so he's took it hours and i'll just keep texting i'll just keep posting we're gonna win the league because you know if you carry on the way we are i might actually put some money on it <laughs> Well, it's like I think it was five hundred to one a few months ago. Someone, someone said, "Yeah, um, way more than Leicester was when they won it." Yeah, definitely. But I agree. I know what you mean. But then it, it, there's always this. I mean, as you, we said, we started to talk, and you said, "I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm happy as a West Ham fan." It's like what I love about West Ham is, you know, we like, and I, I love watching um, West Ham clips as he's, he does like an alternative commentary. It's really, really funny. But he always says at the end, "Great win." And then it's like eight points to go. <laughs> that's, so, that's so true, isn't it? We're ten, we're like seven. Brilliant. Yeah, two points. Eight points to go. Oh, listen, when we cross that 40 point, <laughs> right, I'm going out like we've won the cup. Well, obviously, I'm not going out. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, just, just the other side of Christmas. Yes. Um, and, and again, I, I, I just... We look so organised. I can't remember the last time we looked so organised. No. And it's not like he ain't had his issues to deal with, with mm. injuries and, you know, um, losing players. I mean, obviously, you know, Dean Garner and that. Um, ben Rama coming in. Um, yeah. for, me, for me, you've got to give him a little bit of time. Um, I think he needs to bulk up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But it, you know, I think the fellas mustered. I've, I've got a mate who's yeah. I've got a mate who's sports friend who says he's, he's you know not, they're not exactly sport for choice over there, but he says yeah. he's one of the players he's, he's ever seen play with the club. So yeah. he's been going years. So yeah, 
and you get that as well. I mean, yesterday, as well, you know, when he was taking on a uh, old, old Connor, poor Connor, he was he was made inside and out, wasn't he? West Brom, old Ben Rama was, and uh, he seems to get like it seems every game. A little, he reminds me; he's reminiscent, I think, of when we signed Tevez, and it took Tevez a while to get, and then even you know he'd have a shot on target or he'd hit the crossbar, or you know he wasn't really just. But yeah. then he, once he got one, that's it, and I think that's going to be the same with Ben Rama. I think when Sai gets well, his first goal. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, first of all, on Tevez, I mean, he, he celebrated, you know, the goal against Tottenham. Yeah. Because his first, I think, um, the free kick. And, it, I mean, he did, didn't he? He ran into the crowd. Yeah. So you could tell how much it meant to him, and you could, you could probably tell how much of a burden it had been on him. Um, but, I mean, with regards with regards to us at the moment, um, and with regards to Ben Rama, um, Possibly a different kind of player. I don't think you'll oh, get yeah. definitely yeah. you'll get more goals out of yeah. uh, than you would than you would Tevez. But it is a big step up. Yes. But what I'm what I'm what I've seen the last couple of performances is that he's is I thought that when he first turned up and he first started playing, I thought he was his decision making was a little bit off. Mm. I thought um, he was perhaps trying to overcomplicate things. Yeah. Because perhaps. That's what he thought was expected of him. True. And what I've seen over the last couple of games is him try actually keeping it simple, doing the mm. simple things well. And honestly, you know, honestly, last the other game and, and last night, um, I like I like the way he keeps it ticking over. Yeah. He takes up that position where he can play the short ball and he can get it back. He'll take it back. Mm. And, he, and if he has to go past someone, he will. But mm. You don't have to do it every time. You don't have to do it. You know. I know what you mean. And also, I just think he's... It seems that the team are learning how to play with him as well. Yeah. A bit better. Like, particularly yeah. Cresswell yesterday. Like, look, there was a, a couple of times you could see where Declan was like, no, no, I'm going to be there. You know, it like, and and it's it's a little... You can just see the cog starting to turn. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens, innit? See what happens. But we've got, we got this... It's a, Going out before Doncaster on Saturday, so um, fingers crossed. Yeah, now we've said all this, so, yeah, I'm not going to do what West Ham do. <laughs> but that's that, Abe. You've been supporting West Ham far too long to not have that side of your, you know, uh, ingrained. I, you know what, I, I feel really bad saying this and doing this, but I always kind of congratulate new parents by by telling them, you know. Let, give the kid a happy childhood. Don't let him support West Ham. Yeah. Because you don't know. You just don't know. You know. Yeah. Like this time next month, we could be talking about a relegation fight. You know, yeah. I don't yeah. think we will. But you know, um, we are one of them clubs, and I think all of us have done something very bad in a past life, yeah. and we've been saddled with a burden of supporting this club, and just pay the karma. That's why I say yeah. pay. Yeah, exactly, and that's true. It is true. It is true. We, we've always said we've all been too long in the tooth now to 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 not, you know. That's why. That's why it's always that. You know, it's we've always got this sort of layer, as you said, like we said before, where it was like, you know, six points to like eight points to go. Da, 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 da. We just count down the points until we know we're safe. Then, as Moy says, then we can look to dream. As he yeah, said last night. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, the thing is, we actually go down on occasion, and unlike unlike teams like Everton. Or uh, you know, well, it's not. I mean, football's changed so massively. There's 
you know, there's not too many you can name, but yeah. Everton will, you know, were the, the perennial kind of um, thing that at one point team that, you know, never won anything in the 80s. Fantastic. Really, man, yeah. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, but no, I mean, you look at them there and, and you know, it, it's football's as crazy as the world at the moment. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. when you start talking about the money involved. Yeah. And with obviously not being able to go to games. Mm. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult to work for everyone. It is, yeah. It is. And uh, the, one, the thing that's slightly I don't like at the moment for me is it's like the norm now. You know, not going to the football. It seems a bit like the norm because we've been yeah. doing it for like yeah. seven, almost twenty games. I think I think works. I think it's about twenty games now. We play behind closed doors. That's a season. That's is a whole it, season. Almost. I, I've I've tried to figure it out because I remember the last game was the Southampton game, wasn't it? Southampton at home, and I believe it's in terms of home games. I think it's approaching twenty home games. Um, obviously, bar the Man United game. So it's like, you know, 20 games I've been there and it's just weird. It's just weird when there's no fans there, but it's become the normal now. So I'm sort of used to it. So when fans come back in and be like, oh my God, what's going on? You know, what's that noise? Oh, it's the crowd. Oh, it's a crowd, you know, rather than FIFA piped in, you know, that type of thing. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, this season, I think it's a write-off. I think next season people can start looking forward to potentially coming back into the stadium and, yeah, it'd be it'd be a lovely time when everyone's back, isn't it? That's wow. the first time everyone sings bubbles and all your mates in the WhatsApp group are there. It'd be um be a special time. A special it, time. It will, it will yes. You know what I mean? It, it, you know. Um I think it would have been harder if it had been Upton Park. I have to be honest. Mm, yeah, uh, sure. But at the same time, you're right. Because it's it's part of your routine. You, you yeah. can't get away from it. You always think, you always say, you know, I'm never coming down here again. I mean, I was never going to go again when we sold Rio. <laughs> and I've said the same about Deccan and Rice, which I know ain't going to be true either. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and the, <laughs> um, the thing for me was that the last game to be played in front of... Um, Fans was my first game at the, at the stadium since I kind of got through all my physio and. Sure. Oh no. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it was oh, a good game. It was a good game. We won. You know, so oh, we won. Yeah, I can just about remember it. Um, <laughs> so about ten years ago now. Someone said that to me the other day. Someone said someone was talking about David Martin and Alvin Martin and the Chelsea thing. That was yeah. last season. Yeah, it, was it doesn't. It see there seems to be like a vortex, like you know, you know, you had like AD and BC. There's yeah. like it's like before now. It's like you know after Corona or or during or you know there's these different time zones now. It's mental how you think about like how how things how, how things have changed so quickly, man. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, like that. Oh, what a shitter! What a shitter! <laughs> at least you got to see him for you. At least you otherwise, I mean, I feel sorry for yeah, people. Like, minutes that was. Well, like, exactly, and I, I feel, feel sorry for fans. Like, yeah, I do feel sorry for West Brom fans, and you know, West Brom fans. In essence, they've been in the championship, promoted, probably going to be back in the championship, and then the fans return a whole season, and they haven't been in the Premier League. Like, there's no fans. That's a fair point. That's and a fair point. Yeah. Some people like Bournemouth fans. You know, Bournemouth fans. The last time they saw them, they were in the Premier League. Now, in the, you know, so it's 
it's a it's a weird time we live in. Um, but but going back to the going back to the beginning, I just go right back to the beginning. Why are you a West Ham fan? Um, well, right. If if you're gonna go on, if you're gonna go on, uh, it's where it's all about where you're born. I should be Arsenal. Yep. Which would have made life a lot easier. I was born in in, in Stoke Newington. Um, if you're gonna go on where I was brought up. Um, I, I could have easily been Spurs. Yeah. Um, funny enough, a bit like Bill in the book. And um, oh, the book. Sorry, I didn't see there's a book there. Sorry, I didn't see there's a book there. Yeah. So yeah, Walthamstow is you know, yeah, 40% Spurs, forty percent West Ham, fifteen percent Arsenal, five percent Orient, and. Um, I had a mate when I was growing up, uh, Sean, Sean Spitzer, and he was sort of leader of our gang, if you like. He was, yeah. he was, you know, like he was the boy, and uh, the best footballer, the best with the girls, you know. I mean, he went on to me. I'm talking about when I'm about six or seven, and um, one day, he, it's just a. It's one of those memories that has absolutely no context. Yeah. I can't I can't think of what I've been doing three minutes before that or three minutes after that. Um all I knew was we were going down the park, Sean says I sport West Ham, I says, Yeah, so do I. <laughs> and and that was it. And um and I think we went down that year, seventy eight. And I remember because my parents are from Mauritius and I was on holiday over there at the time. And I remember feeling really, really sad because I'd seen on the TV highlights that we'd gone down, the West Ham had gone down. And then there was uh, 1980, the cup final. Um, But but I I, I kind of, I can never be accused of being a glory hunter because it was like, we were we got we got sent down the time the day I started supporting them so or the year I started supporting them so I don't know and then as you know um I don't know what it is about this club but once once you're hooked you're hooked yeah uh yeah. there's nothing you won't do to get to a game there's uh, if you see a West Ham supporter on the train wearing a West Ham tie you'll have a chat um it's it's a I've always. I'm biased, but I've always felt it's a different sort of team. Oh, totally. And and in fairness, in doing in doing the book, um, I've that I feel that even more now. Mm. There is something a little bit different um, to supporting this club. And the way I define it is this: I, I feel that we are um, the only club in London that has. An identity that isn't all about London. Sure, it's, it's about a part of London. Yeah, it's about the kind of people that live in that part of London, mm. and you know the values are all about loyalty, uh, passion, and mm. fight. And because that's what we've got to do, five days a week, six yeah. days, a week, seven days a week. And I think that gets trans. I think that kind of trans throws uh, itself down to the support. Yeah, it makes, it makes perfect sense. You, you're totally right. I mean, it's 
And that's why, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's funny. That's why, as I said, that's why I like doing this channel because, yeah, we know, as you said, whether it's our claret glasses or whatever, but um, our claret in the glasses. But yeah, we always assume West Ham fans are a different breed. And we are because we get on the channel, we get loads of comments. I get loads of messages from Arsenal fans, Tottenham fans, Liverpool fans saying, oh, we love this because it's just like we, we, we're fascinated by West Ham fans. We think they're so, you know, it's like, it's really interesting. It's lovely to hear stories and you guys are so passionate and, and, it's because we've won fuck all, I think, in 41 <laughs> years, you know, more than anything. I well, don't think it's, it's not, you know. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And we say about the, you know, the, all these sort of European, you know, uh, you know, American hammers and the Indian hammers and the Japanese hammers and what, you know, they're mental because they support this weird little club in East London, which is one bugger all. And the same way, you know, you said, you know, uh, that chance sort of by your by your mate, I support West Ham. Oh, yeah, I do too. And that's it. Then for the next, you know, God knows, like 40, 50 years, that's it. You've been a West Ham fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a it happens literally. I've interviewed some you know same you know long time hammers the same thing you know they might be watching match today and their granddad says oh what team do you support and I look up and I went that one and <laughs> you know and it's West Ham and then it, there are seasons ago over forty years I love it's I love the stories eh but it's yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, we had um I tell you we had good on the other day we had Paul McGinley on. The oh. uh, the Ryder Cup captain and 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 winner, obviously the for that famous you know, two thousand and two thousand two, I think it was the eighteenth on the Belfry. He's top bloke, top bloke, and um he and I, I asked him the same question, why West Ham, and he was like seventy five Cup final. I was in my little, was in a, was down in I don't know, Mrs Jeffrey's house. She's the only one who had the colour TV in the village, and it was the first match he saw in colour. Fulham were black and white. And West Ham were claret and blue, so he spoiled West Ham. Really? <laughs> it's like, it makes perfect sense. He's, he's used to seeing black and white things all his life on TV. It was the first thing on TV he saw, which was colour. So it was like, you know, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, there's a chapter in the book um, done by um, a bloke called Peter Bretoni. Sure. Um, Corporal Peter Bretoni, to, to give him his, his full title. And he he uh, reminisces and talks about because he's not from the manor. He, he he comes from a military family, so they were always moving about. Sure. Um, and he's got a you know he's less. It's fair to say he's not got a London accent. Let's let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's always getting asked. Yeah. And and the thing is, you know, his one is the the World Cup because his family were the only people down uh, his street out of colour telly. So he, he, he's. He's invited all his mates around to watch the World Cup final, and the TV packs him. <laughs> so he says he's bawling his eyes out. I mean, it's like fault in Bosnia, you know. Um, yeah, bawling his eyes out, and his mum says, "Don't worry, you like, we'll go and watch it at the cinema." And it was colour. So, large as life. Um, there's wow. West Ham. You know, he's watching. Sorry, there's he's watching England and. And he just keeps hearing West Ham in the commentary. Mm. You know, Bobby Moore of West Ham, and here's West Ham's Martin Peters, and, yeah. uh, you know, Hurst of West Ham. And he thought, well, stone me, there's got to be something about this club. And then after the final, after the game, Alf Garnett come on. Brilliant. So that, Brilliant. Was, that was it for him. It was like cemented, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Brilliant. I mean, the World Cup kind of like set the. Uh, 
set the platform and Alf go on it, finished it off. It's like proper, like, you know, you know, like yesterday, like Kufal was set up and, and Bowen with the goal, you know, the chest, it's the Alf Garnet, just chested it into the net for him. Yeah. There was, um, we have, um, so, so Martin, who I do West Ham with, he's the announcer. Um, he tell when I asked him about his story, um, a similar thing, 1990, uh, the, the World Cup in 66, and then he became obsessed with Martin Peters wow. and wanted to know all about him and, and what team he played, and he played for West Ham. And um, at that time, as you know, there was, you know, if you meet, there was no Twitter, there was no, you know, you know, C-Facts, you listen to the news or the back of the newspaper. And um, his first game was at Spurs in 1970, um, Tottenham versus West Ham. And he went to see Martin Peters, but he'd missed the news article that said that Peters had moved to Spurs. Oh, right. Okay. And so he turns up. <laughs> I, can see, I can kind of see where this is going. Exactly. It turns up at the back of the programme, Martin Peters playing for Spurs, and he was devastated. <laughs> but he'd already invested many years into researching West Ham. But I know, I just love it. And I love those stories because everyone's, you know, everyone has a slightly different, some people, as you said, it by birth. Some people yeah. may be geography. Some people might be literally fingering the paper. A lot of the American guys, they picked West Ham because they saw, as you said, when you're talking about sort of that East End sort of identity, yeah. they saw parallels to where they live in Philadelphia or Chicago because it's like working class. And, you know, like I spoke to a guy from Chicago. And he supports West Ham because he's he was a fan of the Cubs and the Cubs have never won the World Series for like 150 years. They've won it since. But he wanted to pick a team that hadn't won anything recently. Yeah. So West Ham was his team, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, it, it, there's a degree of masochism to it, I think. There is, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I say that, uh, I say that, you know, tongue-in-cheek. But, yeah. But you know, we do love we do love a winch. We do love a good moment. That's why we sort of like you know, like when you've had a really like I always find it like it always reminds me like how I'm feeling now of like the day after like New Year's Day. So say like when you could go out, that New Year's Day is always weird, isn't it? You walk around a bit fuzzy, your head's a bit fuzzy, you've had a night out, you don't really know what to do. Yeah. And that's how I feel now about West Ham. It's like as you said, I'm happy. It's like we're we're like we're not on the page on the second page of like the of the league table, and we're not worried about going down or anything, and yeah. could have a good chance of the cup. It's like no, I know. I mean, oh no, we might win something. You know, what I mean, we might. Don't say it, Abe. I, I see you, you jinxed us or ginxed us, as someone once said. Because oh, I, I played, I played a track, and because uh, we lost, they ginxed us, not jinxed us. Yeah, take it back. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk yeah. about like him getting injured or anything. All right, all right, okay. Right, we'll talk. Let's talk about let's talk about the Hammers Eleven, the, the Hammers Eleven idea. So, obviously, everyone we have on the channel, um, bar three people, I think, have, have not given us the Hammers Eleven. Um, one of them was Ian Bishop because he didn't want to piss off his mate, his teammates. If he didn't pick them, fair right. enough. That's Bish. That is right. Bish, though, isn't it? Right. Okay. One was Harry. One was Harry because he got a bit distracted talking about the old days and, <laughs> and then we over overran so <laughs> we threw that one i like the sound of that what happened there? 
so we so with Harry, we um we had well Harry turned up late. Harry always turns up late for these things. And he's like, I've got an, oh, I've got another call at six o'clock, Russ. And I was like, okay, well we'll, we'll we'll do it now quickly. We'll just go through it. And I said, right, let's talk about your eleven. He was like, oh, I could do. He says, but I remember this story about me and Bobby Ferguson, and it, yeah, and you know, he just like goes into afternoon speaking mode, doesn't he? Yeah. He's like, oh. I said, well, Harry, we've got to go now. So I'm really sorry. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay, but but we do have. We will, I think soon we have um, Martin at, uh, as I said, the guy I work with, West, West Ham, the announcer. He's found an interview he did with Harry, which is has been undiscovered in his, he was looking in, because we do these sort of appreciation oh, wow. nights. And he's yeah. found an interview with Harry, and he does give an 11. So we might we might put it out, but it's an old one. It's from 2001, so it's before, he's, obviously. He's one of the famous lost Redneck archives. Yeah, we found something. We found something, oh, so. I yeah, so that could come out. But um, who was the other one? The other one he didn't give it was um, uh, Rhea Coker. Rhea Coker didn't give one because he was like, I let the fans decide who was my best team I played in. Oh, for God's sake. Okay, Nigel. Okay, yeah. Right. Lovely bloke, but he was just, I was like, okay. I'm sure he was, you know, like a very big sport ready at any of the NHS. Um, I don't think he did himself any favours when he captured here that time. So the. Um, to the no, what is it? What is it about people cupping their ears at people? Obviously, Mr. Well, Mr. Mr. Allardyce yesterday. Yeah. I, was, I, I was like, I was half expecting him to turn around. <laughs> There's no one in the ground, so yeah, it, it was there was his old employees. He could have done it to his old employees, innit? That'd have been that'd be quite interesting, but no, he's a yeah, <laughs> they just dropped us all in it about Robert Snodgrass. That's what he did, doesn't matter about that, but yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, right. Sam. Okay. Well, I mean, um. What I did was I kind of um, took a polite way would be to say took inspiration from my West Ham eleven. The 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 honest truth is that I've totally nicked it because a very I I cannot remember the name of the person, but um, or what particular Facebook group they're on. But um, this person did actually come out with an idea a few weeks back, and it was. It was all about players that we signed too late. Nice. So players who, in their prime, would have, you know, been first-teamers, international, top, top, top players. Because we have had some good players down there. Yeah. You know, players like Devo Osuka, who doesn't make the team. But uh, he's in the squad, he don't make the team. But... Um, but if you think about, you know, the quality and you think about the time that we, we bought in, for example. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember being told, you know, by an Arsenal fan, he's only got one foot, but what a left foot. Yeah. Um, so, obviously... Well, I've, got, I've got a great Devil Suke story. I've got I've got two, but I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Well, not, not in public, please. No, yeah, yeah, not in public. It would be, this would be demonetised if I did, Abe, to be honest. Um <laughs> <laughs> right, so it's a story, and people might have heard it already. Um, who told it? Monks. We interviewed Johnny Monks. Oh, right. And I hadn't heard the story before, and I think I think he, I don't think anyone else had. So Suke was a bit of a wheeler dealer on the stock market, right. and um, he he basically said they called it, and they used to call him Dave, Dave, Dave Suke, <laughs> as you can imagine. So Dave said to Monks, he went. There's a, there's a there's a new report coming out soon on these stocks. Buy some now, you make a killing. You'll make a good good profit on them. Yeah. 
Oh, and obviously, then old Twitchy gets involved. What was that? What was that? There's a deal going on. Yeah. So him, so Harry and Monks put all their money or put, you know, and, and, and Larry's dog. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the dog, yeah. Put some various money into this into this stock. The report comes out, it flops. It's totally not where I said. Next day in training, Monks is literally on the other side of the five five side against against Dave, double footing him every opportunity. Even if he hasn't got the ball. Even <laughs> he hasn't got the ball. <laughs> Dave turns around and says to Harry, he can do something. Harry turns around and says, turns his back, says, play on. <laughs> Great story. Love it. Brilliant story. I love it. But yeah, Monks is top man. Okay, so it's the, the the and you're right, we do get players. We do we do tend to bookend, not not so recently, but we yeah, as you said, they either are just about to come into the first team and then be brilliant, or they're on the way down and we sign them. We sort of with this bookend club, aren't we? We never get people in the middle very often. No, and I think they are. I think you're right. I think it's becoming becoming less common. At yeah. West um, I think they've, you know, worked out that it's far more. It, it's in it's in the club's interest to, to sign young, and yeah. and you know reap the benefits um, as and when they choose to sell. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm I personally was. I don't know. Pretty, pretty sick of 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 being looked at as the Arsenal retirement home. Yeah, the last payday. Yeah, you know the last big, uh, the the last big sell on clause, the last yeah. big contract, the you know whatever. And um, so, what I've, as I say, what I've done is I've I've tried to uh, rise above that. Um, degree of, of antipathy and um, actually look at these players as players and what a team they could have been if we bought them at the right time. Um, we wouldn't have been able to afford them at the right time, which is why we bought them when we bought them. But, right, okay. Right, right. In goal. Starting goal then, eh? Right, okay. So, do you know what? Yeah. I would say I was going to say I was going to give it up, but if it didn't... Um, <laughs> I think people know it's there now, but um, I've chosen. I've chosen. I think his first name was Bernard. I'm not sure. I don't think you say it like Bernard, but Lamar. I think it's pronounced Bernard. Bernard. Bernard Lamar. Who um, I don't think in any way, um, shape, or form we signed when he was at the peak of his heights. Um, you know. French number one, um, played for some very, very big clubs. Mm. Um, I think there was a load of opportunity and we got him. And uh, one of the greatest memories I have is of being in Arsenal's North Bank, um, along with about two other, 2,000 other West Ham. And um, watching him, it was in the FA Cup. I think we went 1-0 up for either Ian Pearce or Bergovic. I can't remember who it was. But um, but um, uh, what's his name? Lamar pulled off this save from a Burkamp free kick. Now it was a quality free kick. Yeah. But the save was better. But what I loved about it was his reaction when he got up. He got up. He looked at Burkamp and he shook his finger like that. <laughs> 
Nah, mate, wait, come on, you're going to do it. You might be Dennis Burkham, but you know what I mean? That, that's good, yeah. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's my keeper. And I remember, well, I think my, my, my memory of, of Lamar was I don't think he ever took a shower after a game because he was always in the car, in the stuck in the middle of Green Street. Literally, yeah. been like, I remember walking out every game he played. I swear, I'm walking down the Greek, well, Green Street, and his car is stuck in the middle of all those 30 or thousand people walking down Green Street. And it's like, give yourself five minutes, Lamar, you know, let the crowd disperse. I think he literally probably just ran in, grabbed the drink, and then out he went because, you know, and he, I remember like all the fans like jumping on his car and he was like giving it one, you know, as well. You know, it's like, he it was crazy. He was a perfect West Ham goalkeeper, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sort of craziness. Eccentric. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That eccentricity about him, um, which I would love to say the same about some, you know, Marco Burgers, for example. But he he was just a nutter. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But but yeah. So he's my keeper. He's he's okay. Um, I've gone for. um, I'm trying to emulate Moyes here, so I've gone for a three-four-three. Lovely. And I've got, um, I'll just give you the back three. Go on in. Which is um, Rigobert's song. Rigobert's song. Do you know what? I'm going to have to type that one in. That's when you know, that's when you know a player hasn't been picked when you've got to type him in. God, dear. Rigobert's song. Unsurprisingly, he hasn't appeared, I don't think, in anyone's 11. Really? Song. Yeah. Oh, funny, that Ill, you know, so yep. I don't think, again, because we, we only got him in with the Rio money. Yeah, was did he did he come in with did he come with Titi Kamara? Yes, he did. Yeah, I remember that guy. I think it was, I think it was Leicester City. I've got a feeling it was Leicester away. Was his day was their debut? Yeah, if I remember, horrible ground that was. Yeah, yeah that might have got a, a. We we actually did a song for Titi Kamara, which <laughs> I can't uh, go into. I can't do it. It slung off. You know what I mean? But, um, but yeah. But no, Rigobert's song, um, bless him, he was past it. He, yeah. I, th- I think um, he'd been a better player in his, in, you know, in his early years. Uh, yeah. He had some pace. I mean, I remember watching him on the, in a one-on-one with someone. Um, I was in the, the Bobby Moore lower and yeah. um, the other Bobby Moore lower. And I just remember seeing him steaming away and... I can't remember who he was playing, but you know the bloke had some pace on him, and Song, you know, didn't let him go one bit. But he couldn't. But then he just didn't take it because yeah. I, I think he was too naggard. <laughs> <laughs> he was too naggard to tackle him. You know what I mean? And I think that's good. So he's there um, yeah. in the middle of the back three. Razor Adduck. Oh, do you know what? That's I love Razor. You do bear us. Do you know what we've had it? Honestly, if you haven't seen it, you've probably seen it. Go and watch that. It's brilliant. We've had him on, and he's been brilliant. And do you know who else? Do you know, it's, I don't mean to name drop, but someone else said I don't know. Um, Martin Allen. So I was interviewing. I was interviewing the Mad Dog himself, and halfway through, he's like looking at the camera like this. <laughs> he went, "I got it, Russ. And what have you got?" He went, "Razor. You like Razor Ruddock?" <laughs> But yeah, but Razor's got a great head of hair. He's had his hair tra- transplant done. I need one. But he's um, yeah, yeah. You look look honestly. We went to. It's one of the best things I've one of the best things I've ever done on this channel is 
I interviewed Razor one weekend when I had um, the dishwasher man coming and literally within like 10 minutes of starting the interview he turns up the dishwasher man so i said raise i'm really sorry i'm just gonna have to leave let him in and take him to the dishwasher and i let the camera roll neil ruddock talking to someone versus neil ruddock with his own thoughts it was brilliant it was like a little a little sort of uh you know ecocosm into his life he's like looking at the camera and he's got he was promoting a book as well so he's like putting the book up and he's like only me and like just talking to himself but yeah no it's yeah but he i mean ruddock was a good lad i mean you know he was he was part of that i liked him i liked him yeah i mean i I don't think blessed with skill no um of of a certain bobby moore for example or a a rio ferdinand Um, but you know, it, um, if you played with Liverpool, if Liverpool saw enough in him to buy him, then, you know, I just think he was a presence. And, and I think, in fairness to him, he's probably underrated as a reader of the game because he didn't really have much pace. Yes. So I've got to assume that, that he could read the game fairly well. Yeah, um, that's true, yeah. It's so true. He's, 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 my, he's the middle of the back three, and yeah. uh, the left side of the back three is Stuart Pearce. Oh, yeah. I mean, I need I say more. Um, Hammer of the year as well, that season he was there. Isn't that phenomenal? After everything yeah. he achieved in the game, uh, in the national level, World Cup semi-finalists and, and all that. But, you know, what what a character, what a player. Yeah. And I'm really glad he's back at the club. I'm really Me too. Me too. And I think part of the reason why we're doing well is 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 the back room. Obviously, everyone, you know, it's, it's the backroom staff and it's him and, and Nolan and, and Alan. They've got a great back room. And, and, and there's no doubt as soon as Piercy turned in, you know, turned up house, you know, it's like the other day, like that goal, when we conceded the goal, it's like, you know, it's Craig Dawson's first goal he's ever conceded in his West Ham career. You know, it's like, what's going on? It's it's crazy. And um, oh, he's turned out to be a good boy, isn't he? A good yeah. Song. That's that's why I like this. That's why you know. That's why sometimes I like this when I'm when I'm not at the home games, obviously, because there's no crowd noise. But if I'm listening like an away game, I'll switch off the crowd noise to listen. And Craig Dawson, he is literally shouting all the time, commanding, and that's great to see. That's what you yeah. need. Yeah, he, he, he reminds me a little bit of Keon. You know. Yeah, he, he's got that. I mean, he's not very good looking. And he can defend. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, his looks aren't of interest to me, but he owns are. We even had them on a T-shirt. But um, but no, I, I just I'm, I'm just made up with him. I, th- I think I think he's he's been a revelation. Because also, you know, we talk about, as you said, like, and actually it, f- it follows in quite nicely with this this theme. You know, like in, in terms of you know there was a time where. I mean, it was that Pierce era. We had Stuart Pierce, we had Nigel Winterburn, we had Chris Powell, we had Rufus Brevet, these sort of end of season, like last pay. And obviously Craig Dawson comes in, a 30-year-old defender. Everyone's thinking, oh, fucking Craig Dawson, this is this is that's like what we used to do. Yeah. And he's coming and he's must, you know, he's not stupid. He must have been on social media and see how people are slagging him off as a signing. And he's coming yeah. and everyone's gone, Do you know what? Fair play to him. Fair yeah. play to him. Yeah, well, I thought we was bad in the match Not the not last night. Um the other the other day against yeah. uh Burnley. Yeah, yeah, I thought we was man of the match. I yeah. thought I thought we had put it in his pocket. Yeah. Um and you don't so I don't, you you don't keep Chris the player like Chris Wood down for nine no. minutes. Um no. I thought that's exactly what he did. 
definitely, definitely. So, so that's your back three. So yeah. That, so so me, me back um, is sort of mm, okay. Yeah, it's um, it'll be fun. It, the Christmas parties will be good. Uh, what with 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 Razor and 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 Stuart? With Ray, Razor and Stuart Pierce. Oh, this music be good because Pierce is a rocker, isn't he? And 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 I think Bernard Lamar would be quite. Yeah, Pierce is well into his rock music. Um, but yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I know it's, it's it's that that one goes without saying. Yeah, um, I mean, funny enough, you're talking about the backroom stuff. I was having a chat the other day, and I was saying, I think no Nolan's been mm. integral. Mm. I think I think um, he's been, you know, an absolute superb signing, um, superb acquisition for West Ham. Yeah, um, I think he was at Notts County before this one, and um, yeah. I don't think he. You know, I, 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 put, I actually don't really know um, too much about how he did there, but um, I do know Notts County fans are sorry to see him go. Um, yeah, and he's got that bond with the players, which you can. You can almost sense it because he's mm-hmm. stopped playing a couple of years back. Yeah, and um, and we started we start we started standing on on goalkeeper's toes again. The corner. and they picked the right person to do it as well because Antonio is like you know such a low center of gravity. Um, he got no chance, no, no chance of going in there. That's right. That's right. So um, yeah, the Christmas parties with that would certainly be good. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, right mid, stroke, right wing back. I've gone for Freddie Lundberg. Freddie Lundberg. Now I know he's. Now I know he's in here. I've, I I know he's in here because who picked him? Marie Parks, Phil's Phil's daughter, picked him. Really? Yeah, because she fancied him. A wise woman. I'm, that's not why I'm picking him. <laughs> Oh, anyway, I'll type him in. I'll type him in again. Go on in. Freddie Lundberg. Yeah, Freddie Lundberg. Um, yeah, did never work, did it? Bless him. Well, he was half dead when we bought him. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, um, from what I understand, this may be cobblers or it may be true, but what I heard was the reason we bought him and put him on the wages we, that we did, um, which I believe was around 70 grand a week while he was earning 32 at Arsenal. Mm. Um, and had so had had so many injury problems, mm. um, and was literally coming to the end of his career. He could hardly walk. Um, but I, I understand the reason we bought him was because Magnuson's son had a poster of him on his bedroom door. That's the story I've been told. But I know it's true, um, but it's a West Ham story in it it's the sort of thing that west ham but a west ham owner would do yeah 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 do you know what i mean before before there's a financial meltdown and what country goes first iceland because because they you know and and it's the west ham thing it's like it's like we had that spate of of like every bloody shirt sponsor we had would go into receivership in about 18 months (laughs) we we were like we were like the drummers at a spinal tap. Yeah. We had to keep putting patches on our shirts and stuff. Yeah, I know. I remember one week, one game, we played Wimbledon, and it was and some geezer shouting out, "Where's your sponsor gone?" And I was a little bit upset at the time, anyway, because I was, uh, I'd seen, I was seeing someone, and 
that kind of ended when she decided to go back to a to a, a fella um, who was a Wimbledon fan, and we played him the next day. So when he got up and said and, and shouted that out, where's your sponsor gone? Obviously, what we then I think they were playing at Sellers Park. I just got up and I went. Uh, we got a grand, we got a grand, you ain't. <laughs> and some, some rosers come up and had a word with me. I thought, oh, like, dear. a minute, like, you know, there was like, quite a few people chanting. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but no. Freddie. Freddie, Freddie Lindbergh. So, centre mid. Yeah. Which I think wins a any game, really. Yeah. Um, if you consider two players at the height of their talents. Uh sent him I've gone for Alex Song. Yeah. Oh you got the cut yeah you got the you got the cousins because isn't big isn't bigger yeah. boy's cousin as well. I think. Yeah. Alex Song, where's that gone? I mean Alex Song, yep. Oh I loved Alex Song. He was one. That was like the only time I can remember. I remember coming into the game, I remember coming into our like a little sort of pre match meeting and um, the press guy went, look, don't tell anyone, but we're signing Alex Song. We've, we've just signed Alex Song. We're going to present him on the pitch before kickoff. No one knew about we signing this guy, anyone loan, and they'd like hushed him in. It was like a real sort of like, we, that never happens with us, as you know. It take you know, everyone knows we, we're going to sign three weeks before we sign him. But that was the first time ever I can remember them sort of keeping it really quiet. And he was brilliant. I loved him. I loved him. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I was actually living in, uh, in in Brighton at the time, so I wasn't getting to as many games sure. um, as I would like to have done. Um, but I, it, it was a phenomenal signing because, you know, I've got I've got a mate who, who, who supports Arsenal and he says, you know, I think the last time they won the league, you know, it, it was someone that won it for them. Yeah. Well, you know, so, I, but, but he was class for us. He was a class act. And then alongside Liam Brady. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we are now talking proper, proper world-class, I think, in my opinion. I think people who, to me, he would fall into the same category as players like, you know, um, Gaza, um, Maradona, Pele. Not in the sense of um, being as good as them necessarily, but born to play football. Yeah. You know, there are, there are players, I mean, I've played with some players who, you know, you, you, you couldn't coach what they know or you couldn't coach what they do, what they did. And I, I, think, Brady, yeah. I think I think that Brady was one of them players that he, he was just a natural footballer. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and um, I mean, getting in, even when we did get in, I think it yeah. put five hours on the game, the next home game. Because we, yeah. we were only getting 17,000 then in them months. Yeah. Yeah, it, put, it went up to 21,000 to say yeah. the And 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 we had, um, we had Julian only a few a few days ago, and uh, and he put Brady in his 11 as well. Did he and, really? Yeah. And when you uh, think and you think the players that he played with as well, that's, that, that's why I like when I interview the ex-players, it's like, okay, players that you played with, you know, 11 years at West Ham, and he, he put Liam oh, in, so I was mustard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, was it Dixie's debut? Were you? Yeah, Everton. Everton at home. Uh, we had Rosinia up front, and they announced it, 
I remember the geezer in Hampstead, and he was saying, um, and we'd like to welcome our new sign in from, I think, Bristol City. We got him from didn't we? Birmingham, got from Birmingham. Birmingham he's from Bristol, and he was yeah, yeah. Uh, Bowen, and that's right, two hundred and twenty yard grand. And um, he went Julian Dix. And we were, I was in the South Bank. I was in the South Bank, and we were like, Julian. <laughs> little, little did we know. Little did we know that the man who would go on to become the Terminator. Uh, but yeah, so um, brilliant. That's great that that he, you know to have played with a player like Brady. I can imagine. Oh god, yeah. Incredible man. Um, yeah. Okay, we we'll put Brady in. So we got Song Brady, left midfield. Yeah. Stroke wing back. I'm going for Nigel Winterburn. Yeah. I think reliable. Um, uh, you know, obviously, had done well enough in his career to get a move to a club where he actually won things. Um, yes. You know, and. Um, you know, I'll be honest, there are probably players that could have taken his place, but he's the only one I could think of. So yeah. um, I'll say, I'm going to say... And that's the thing, I think you could get, because we, as I said, we had a sort of, it, like, they came in succession, wasn't it, Piercy, then Winterburn, and you could get away at that time with having a 37-year-old fullback. Um, you know, when we've had, bless him, Zabaleta, yeah. nowadays, the game is so quick, you can't get away with that anymore. So No, no, no chance, no chance. No. But the, the reason I actually plumped for him was because obviously his winning days had come to an end. Yeah. Um, his, his days of, of um, I mean, I don't really think he played that many times for England. If I'm, I'm, I think I'm right. For England. Um, but that might have been Ashley Cole, I don't know. But, um, but he was reliable and he did, he did like to bomb on. He did bomb forward back then. Definitely. Uh, and so, so that's why I went for him. Um, because I think it fit into that system, right? So me front, so that's me midfield: Lundberg, yeah. Song, Brady, Winterburn. Yeah. Um, me front three. I've got an attacking midfielder, and I've got two strikers. Nice. And, I, and, I, and I'd like to challenge anyone. To, 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 I'd like to challenge anyone to not risk front three. Um, the just behind the front two, I've got Paolo Footray. Oh. The man that we sh- should have been, should have been the man who should have been king for us, shouldn't he? Well, I mean, I remember reading a column by Chris Waddle. Yeah, and it was just before I think it was World Cup. Eight, it was either eight, eight two or eight six, mm. and he made special reference to uh, we should look out, we should watch out for this Portuguese uh, midfielder stroke striker, Paolo Futre. He's the closest thing Europe's got to Maradona. Mm. Um, I don't think he had bowled as much as Maradona, but what a player. Yeah. And we bowled him with a busted. Well, we didn't bowl him. I think we got him. It was a pay as you play. Yeah. And the contract, if you're to believe Harry, which, you know, is always is always a, a question. Yeah. Um, it's like... Um, Harry was all, you know, well, we've, we've got a gentleman's agreement. What it is, if his left, if, if his left knee blows up, we rip up his contract. And that, I don't know what, I don't know a lot about employment law. But <laughs> um, uh, I think that might be a slight oversimplification. Maybe. And you've got to have the guy for getting one over monks. 
because not many people know no. but he did take um, the number 10 shirt yeah and um, in, exchange, in exchange for two weeks in Elifilia yeah. <laughs> yeah. we had um, we had uh, we had Jonah on a while ago Steve Jones and uh, he, he put, put he put food tray in his 11 um, 11 he's played with I was like, really? He went, yeah, I'll tell you for why. And so he tells his story about when they were doing their um, their preseason runs around Hainault Forest, like they always did, where obviously Billy would always win. Um, they're all like getting ready. And this this limousine pulls up, yeah. blacked out windows, and like the windows creep down, a puff of like cigarette, cigarette smoke, like the a flick of a cigarette out the window. Then the, the chauffeur opens the door. Paolo Futre's there in his kit, ready to run. He literally runs, apparently, Josie reckons, for about 20 minutes. He then jumps back in the limo and he goes. <laughs> but, do, do you know what? That, that, my, 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 mate, uh, my old mate, James, James Page, who, who I worked in my first newspaper. Sure. Um, his dad was a chauffeur. And he used to do a lot of the West Ham boys. And he said, um, quite similar to what you're saying. Brilliant. He said that he had, he had um, Suga in the motor and he had to drive him to Stansted Airport because Alan Boxic was coming down from Middlesbrough. And him, I think Stimatch and, um, was it Stimatch? Not been, yeah. Um, and Boxic were going to go out. Anyway, he reckons that on the way from driving into Stansted to driving into central London, he reckons they got through three packets of fags between them. <laughs> he said it was non-stop. He said, like, he said it was, you know, it was winter, and he had to open the window because yeah. there was just so much smoke in the motor. Um, so, you know, and again, another typical West Ham story. Yeah. Um, so foot tray, yeah, all day long for me. And then I've got a front two, and I think I've got the dream front two. Um, goals, attitude, uh, awareness, pace. It's got to be Teddy Sheridan and Liam Wright. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's it's great. Yeah. No, that's oh, no mess in there, no mess in there. Yeah, goals or what? Oh god! Could you imagine their prime in their prime? Brady, you, Brady running off them. Oh, I always just remember Wrighty. It was brilliant because he would um, he would always um, we didn't obviously we used to announce when when people used to do the old um to sponsor the match they could pick the man of the match couldn't they? Wrighty, he would literally be on the bench and come on for five minutes and he would win <laughs> man of the match because. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the sponsors could meet Ian Wright, and um, yeah, he was brilliant, wasn't he? And him and that, him and Ruddock, and it was that era, wasn't it? It was, it was a right bunch of characters in that era. Well, that time. Yeah, and uh, do you remember that? You remember that celebration? I don't know if you remember it, but uh, against Wimbledon, where we were three 0 up when we lost four three. Yeah, Wright scored, and it was the week that Decanio. Greg's has got a picture of that in his in his in his little in his room. He showed it to me. He's like, he's, yeah. Of the... What you doing in one of the Ravage bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, not cutting his hair. Huh? Uh, yeah. He, I mean, you, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say it anyway. But um, the Canio got 
done for pushing over Paul Alcock that week. Yeah. And so the celebration, which was clearly not choreographed beforehand in any way, no, uh, was right running up to Ruddock, pushing Ruddock, Ruddock getting the yellow card out, yeah. and then um, and then pushing Ian Wright, and Ian Wright staggers to the floor. That's brilliant, wasn't it? It's brilliant. I didn't know whether to celebrate the goal or laugh. Yeah. Because it was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was but, so funny. Yeah. Um, but I also remember fondly the time he lost it against Leeds. And, you know, I mean, I've never seen such passion. Mm. Seen such. and Because I was quite close to it as well. Um, struck me as the sort of thing that D.I. would do. But fortunately, we got D.I. when he was still a good player. Yeah. Um, don't think Wright did work, uh, badly for us. Not at all. No. Um, them did badly for us, but, uh -huh. but they weren't England internationals at that point. No, no, they weren't. And I mean, I mean, you know, again, slightly different area. Obviously, the, I mean, Teddy came in. I think if he was top goal scorer that season or a couple of seasons for us, twenty odd goals, like that, that championship season as well, he scored an absolute shit, though, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he was, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just frustrating. You look at his players and you go, God. So as you said, time. <laughs> Well, I was going to do the one, I was going to do um, homegrown. Yeah. But that's too easy. Because um, all you've got to do is pick the 99 FA Youth Cup winning team. Yeah. And players like Cut. Do you know what I mean? We did, um, we had uh, we had Tony Carr on and he did his Academy 11. Yeah. So he's 11 from the players that you need to get on. Don't worry, stop Netflix. Abe and get on, get on, get on the, the, the Miami's level. What can I ask? Was, was Stuart Slater in there? Slates, I don't think he was actually off the top of my head. He, oh. um, he may have been, I can't remember to be honest, but he He's but he picked his. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we've had Slate, obviously, we've had Slates on as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, you a chapter for this book, didn't you? Oh, he's doing a chat. Oh, he's, he's oh, see, he's finally got knocked down. Now, yeah. Slate's the top man. Yeah, but uh, Tony Carr's 11 was basically the World Cup 2010 squad. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can imagine. I can he, imagine. he picked John Terry as well because John Terry has obviously come for the academy. So he picked him. I allowed him to pick John Terry because he's Tony Carr. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, it's uh, home grind's a bit easy. I like You can't say no to Tony Carr. Well, you've had it on. We've been on for an hour and eight minutes. I reckon it's probably been out of shot for about 30 seconds across those eight minutes, but it's very good. Um, hey man, it's, it's, it's been lovely chatting to you. I, I, you know, you've been, you've been very good being a human book stand. Um, I must say, <laughs> well, clearly not. Yeah, continuity. I'm going to have to put it out like this because I don't we're... worry about continuity. We don't edit this. It just goes up in one shot. Don't worry, Abe. It's all good, man. When you rat, when you rat, it's going to be. Uh, where's the Where's the book gone? Hang on. Where's the book? Go on, go on. Yeah, we'll do that. Get ready, and then we'll do a proper wrap up. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Abe, for your time. It's been lovely chatting to you, man. And obviously, no, I know that we've kind of missed each other, in the you know, like it's been a bit like ships in the night, and that. I'm sure you're going to appreciate it. I've been sort of like doing... Good know. things come to those that wait, Abe. Don't worry, man. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Happy chain. Pleasure speaking to you, and I'm, 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 I wish you all the 
very, very best um, with, you know, your continued, from what I can see, success. Thank you. It's a really lovely format and it's, um, it's very nice speaking to you too. You too. Uh, and um, just, yeah, and, and I met, you know, f to all the West Band fans out there, uh, difficult time. So I told Bill today that, you know, I was doing this. Um, I'm not sure if he was jealous or not, but um, uh, he did say, you know, to all West Band fans out there, keep safe, um, keep strong, and just, you know, one day at a time. Exactly. Sooner or later, we'll be out of this. Exactly, we will be. You just got to grin and bear it, don't we? It's a horrible thing with these things. There's nothing we can do about it. So we just got to carry on, regardless. As long as West Ham keep winning, it's one less thing we have to worry about. There you go. There you no, go. Still eight points to go, though. So we've got to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always a caveat with us, even. But anyway, thank you to everyone for watching or, or listening on podcasts or YouTube, whatever. But give it a like. Give it a share. And from myself and from Abe, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come in your irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Come in your irons, and the book's still standing. Take care, everyone. <laughs> Much love. <laughs> take care, everyone. Much love. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.